And so six months from now, I would love to have a plan in place, some healthy options that I can quickly grab and go, um, some ideas for things to grab on the run when I'm uncertain and I have a few choices, but none of them feel like the great choice. Um, and I'd like to have just the sense of ease when it comes to that. I feel like I am always just last minute and it's stressful. Hello, and welcome to the Art of Living Well podcast. I'm Stephanie May Potter, and I'm here with my co-host, Marnie Dotchis-Marmette. We created the Art of Living Well podcast to empower you to live your happiest, healthiest, and most authentic life. Each week, we will bring you inspiring and motivating conversations covering health and wellness topics, including fitness, mindset, food, travel, product reviews, and strategies from a variety of experts, including our own bank of knowledge. We are excited to educate, motivate, and inspire you to change the way you perceive health and discover your art of living well. Get ready to feel inspired. Hello and welcome to episode 126 of the Art of Living Well podcast. We are so excited to share our new podcast episode format that's going to be dropping monthly. We actually dropped our first one last month at the end of April, where we will be bringing you, our community members, onto the show for a 15-minute health transformation audit, where we will guide you to identify what's holding you back from your ideal health and wellness, and we'll analyze with you so that you can walk away with a tangible action step. We are really excited about these episodes, and we would actually love to have you as part of our community join us. You can simply click the link in the show notes, or you can email us at theartoflivingwellpodcast at gmail.com. And as integrative health practitioners and health coaches, we love doing this kind of work. So grab your favorite beverage, get cozy, and tune into today's latest health transformation audit. But first, a quick word from our sponsor, Thrive Chiropractic. I was first introduced to Thrive Chiropractic over five years ago for kinesiology-based food sensitivity testing. I was so amazed by this non-invasive and inexpensive technique that I took my son to have testing done, which confirmed some of his food sensitivities. Both my son and I now have regular tune-ups, and even my leery husband has felt the immense benefits from receiving chiropractic care, including cupping. With over 25 years of clinical experience, the doctors at Thrive Chiropractic, located in Minnetonka, Minnesota, combine their passion for wellness with a strong expertise in effective treatment approaches. When you first come to Thrive Chiropractic, the doctors are focused on helping you feel better as soon as possible, and they recognize that one type of treatment or technique does not work for everyone. Your comprehensive exam, personal goals, and individual concerns Help the doctors tailor your custom treatment plan for maximum results. Thrive Chiropractic's integrative approach offers holistic and effective healthcare with a full spectrum of complementary products and services, including acupuncture, massage, food sensitivity testing, CBD, and premium supplements. As a special offer, Thrive Chiropractic would like to invite listeners of our podcast to experience the gift of health with a $25 new patient visit, which includes the initial consultation, a comprehensive exam, any necessary x-rays, and first adjustments. 
Simply visit the website at www.thrivechiromn.com or call 952-746-5612 and reference the Arts of Living Well podcast. When you're seeking effective, non-invasive treatment approaches to support your health goals, let Thrive Chiropractic be your partner in wellness. Call or book online today. So today we are here with community member, Wendy. Hi, Wendy. How are you? Hi, I'm great. Thanks for having me. Yeah, we're both so excited that you joined us today. So what we'd like to do to start out this health transformation audit is, is for you to take a minute to set your vision. So if you could look six months into the future and you had your ideal life when it comes to your health and happiness and overall well-being, what would it look like? And specifically, what would your like ideal day look like? Okay, if I look six months into the future, I will have come up with a strategy to <laughs> implement some meal planning for my kids so that we're not constantly eating on the go. Uh, I typically don't have a lot of time, extra time, because of work and kid activities that I find myself just feeding them whatever whatever's near. So we're eating at concession stands. We're grabbing something quick at the grocery store in the prepared aisle. Um, we're just not making very good food choices. And it's because we're not prepared on the front end. And so six months from now, I would love to have a plan in place, some healthy options that I can quickly grab and go Um, some ideas for things to grab on the run when I'm uncertain and I have a few choices, but none of them feel like the great choice. Um, And I'd like to have just the sense of ease when it comes to that. I feel like I am always just last minute and it's stressful. It's stressful having to figure out, okay, I've got three kids. What do I feed them? They need to eat. They need fuel for their sports and their brain. And, and I'm just feeding them just random things because I'm checking the box and making sure they're fed. So that is my ideal goal. And I feel, um, for myself having all of that in place, I will feel, I will be eating so much better myself and feeling more energy, the energy that I need to be a great, um, entrepreneur, mother, wife, um, and I'm I'm feeling depleted right now. Wendy, I found it super interesting that you started off by talking about feeding your kids. And the first question that came to my mind was, well, what about you, Wendy? How are you feeding yourself? Are you able to get the healthy, nourishing food that you're hoping to get and plan for yourself? Yeah, that <laughs> I tend to prioritize. This is another... <laughs> I'm sure many listeners have the same issue as a mom. I tend to prioritize, of course, what my, my kids, what, what their needs are over my own. And I will be eating whatever scraps are left over, whatever they didn't finish or, um, just other poor choices. And I'm not prioritizing my own health. So it sounds like you are looking to, it sounds like you just need some plans in place, like you mentioned earlier. And maybe I have found with, you know, working with other people that a lot of times just 
taking, you know, some time at the beginning of the week to look at what is on your calendar for the week and what types of planning you can do even on a Sunday if you're working full time to think about all these meals and what you can do to lay it out for yourself so that it doesn't feel as last minute and as stressful and that you can prioritize yourself too, in addition to your kids. Yeah, I tend to feel overwhelmed (laughs) on Sundays. And so I've been thinking about coming up with another, it doesn't have to be on Sunday, but what are some, um, what are some meals that I can make that would be nutritious, quick and easy and snacks as well? that I don't have to put a lot of time because I find that we're running even through the weekend until sometimes nine o'clock. And then I'm sitting there thinking about the week and then starting on Monday, feeling overwhelmed, going to the grocery store in the morning before my kids get up so that I have breakfast and lunch. And I'm making our grocery store routine a daily routine, which takes time, energy, and is not really cost-effective or efficient. And so if I can come up with some strategies or some plans for easy grab-and-go things and easy, like my ideal day, as you're asking that, Stephanie, my ideal day would be to have a night of restful sleep, wake up, have my workout gear already all set up. I get dressed I go to the gym, I work out, I come back and I have something quick and easy to put in either a crock pot or already cut so that I know that our grab and go dinner is going to be easy with three kids and three different kind of intense sports. I know we're not going to be sitting down eating together. That's not a reality in our family, just isn't. Um, But what are some things that we can take easily in the car or when they get home from practice or a game, they can quickly feed themselves. So that would that would be amazing if that was done. And then, um, you know, I could work for a couple hours and not feel that like looming, like, okay, I got to feed them again. What do I do? Um, feeling. And, um, and then I would, I think I would just feel so much better when they get home that I've already had that organized and planned. And then I don't have to have the race the following day to do it again. You know, it sounds like with what you've shared is that taking the time to meal plan for you to nourishing foods and your family would have this ripple effect on your entire life. You would have less stress. You'd be more calm and not feel that overwhelm and then be able to maybe get a better night's sleep that would help you work out in the morning and move your body the way you want to. So what's, what's the one challenge you mentioned not having time, time being a big factor and, but yet you're also going to the store multiple times per week, which is time. And you said, you said it yourself, it's not efficient to shop that way. So knowing your schedule and your busy life, what would be a good day that would work for you to do a little bit of meal planning and then go to the grocery store? I think having maybe a more consistent routine when it comes to meals. Um, and I've tried it before, like taco Tuesday, it's always some sort of, (laughs) some sort of taco just so that, I don't know. I just feel overwhelmed. I'm not, I'm not a foodie. I'm not, I just, 
And I feel like I tend to get in a rut, like making the same things over and over. I don't know. I have, this is why I'm coming to <laughs> to both of you. I have, <laughs> I have been feeling quite lost yeah. when it comes to, no, to planning. And this, I think this is something that like, when I think this is something that a lot of people struggle with. And I think what Stephanie was asking, if I'm understanding right, is, is there a day like Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, in the course of a week where you could say this day, if Sunday does not feel like a good day to you, what day does feel like a good day where you could say, okay, this is my day where I'm going to go grocery shopping and I'm going to do a little bit of planning for the week. It doesn't have to be a Sunday. It could be any day that works for you. And, and maybe, you know, Maybe that's one small step you can do to kind of get the ball rolling is just think about what day that could be and how you could work that into your life. Yeah, as you're as you're talking, I'm thinking about um, every day is different, right? Every as an entrepreneur, every day is always different. It's not the same. But um, like working out, I think you're right. I think I, I maybe need to just set a day and time block it. And on my calendar, this is do not interrupt time. This is meal time. This is meal prep planning time and nothing else can get in the way of that. Prioritizing that time rather than being reactive. And I know you said, Wendy, that it's very overwhelming to think about meal planning. So I guess if you could think about how you'll feel when this is done, and when you are doing a little bit of planning, and like Marnie said, it doesn't, you don't need to plan for seven days, plan for three days, whatever it feels good for you. Yeah. Um, and think about how that will make you feel and the effect on your whole family and take that time for you. And like you said, blocking it, that's a great idea. Block your calendar and make sure that that's, that's a priority. I really like the three day, like planning for three days. It just feels so less overwhelming than planning for an entire week. Yeah, absolutely. And you know, I think that's a great starting point. And if, let's say you start and you plan for three days and after three months of planning for three days, you like have this in the bag, you can jump it up to four days and see how that feels. And, you know, maybe at some point you'll be down to shopping you know, once every five days instead of every day. And that, think of how much more time that'll allow in your schedule to do other things. Absolutely. So what would you say is something that you can do like in the next 24 hours that would lead you to at least start the process of working towards, you know, this health goal of, making things a little less, little less, last minute, less, less stressful, um, and implementing a little bit more planning for your meals. Well, I'm going to block some time in my calendar, not just for next week, but for the next two months. And that's going to be my time. So I'm going to block out, um, I've got a little chunk of time on Mondays, but maybe I make Monday morning um, the start of the week, the time that it's untouchable and the time that I can plan. So my next step is to go onto my calendar and actually put it in. That sounds awesome. amazing. 
And what's something that you, that you think you would enjoy about meal planning? Because I know for a lot of clients, it's like the thought of meal planning and prepping and they don't want to go to the grocery store. They're just like you, right? There's a lot of people out there just like you. So sometimes pairing it with an enjoyable activity or having something that you know, in, like in your head, you know, well, by doing this, I'm going to benefit my kids and myself. So you're really helping both of you. And it's all about putting on your oxygen mask first, right, Wendy, mm-hmm. before helping your kids. Um, but what's something that you can think about that would be enjoyable about meal planning so that you don't, you know, right? Because when we block our calendar with things that aren't, that can be, are flexible and it's something we don't want to do, what often happens? Yeah, you just put other things, you prioritize something else. Right. So I'd love to incorporate my kids in the plan because I, I want to make sure, like, I, I often feel a little defeated when I do put the energy in and they're not willing to eat it or they're like, great, thanks. I'm like, do you know how long that took me (laughs) to go to the store twice to get those ingredients? So, um, yeah, I'd love to get them involved in what do you want to see this week on the menu? Um, and I think that maybe that buy-in will, uh, for me, be motivating. Um, and maybe I could pair it with a little Starbucks treat or something. Well, and <laughs> as a suggestion, one thing, so I have three kids and one thing that I did when they were smaller in, in line with what you're saying is I would like we'd sit down and I'd give them each a piece of paper and I'd tell them to write down their favorite meals and then write down things that they wish I made. And then from there, I would kind of develop a menu because I didn't really want their input in on Monday, we're having this on Tuesday, we're having this, like that was going to be, I was going to do that the way it worked for me in terms of how I wanted to cook and what was happening on those days, whatever, but just getting their input and feedback, I think, gave them a lot of buy-in. Yeah, I like that idea. I'm going to try that. Yeah, I think that's that's a great idea. And your kids maybe is another extension of this can help with a little bit of prep too. Who knows? Yeah, that's great. Who knows where, Although, who knows where it can lead? My youngest will be Annie's mac and cheese <laughs> over and over and over on her slip. <laughs> Well, so, okay, to that point, and like you said, you've been eating a lot, you know, concession stands, on the go, packaged meals. So their idea of a meal may be different from what you're envisioning long-term, and that's okay. But what what are some things then you could do or ways to give them some ideas or suggestions that would marry your goals with their wants or their expectations for what a meal would look like? I think... um... That's a great question. What would you recommend? I just, I, I have been just kind of going by the seat of my pants. I've just been flying with it. Yeah. So what would you recommend to get their feedback? I mean, there's lots of resources out there. You could ask them, you know, if they're, if your daughter is into looking at Pinterest, you know, some girls are into Pinterest or I mean, heck even TikTok, right? Um, There's recipes out there on TikTok. Maybe you say, hey, let's search for family-friendly recipes on Pinterest and see what comes up or find something. You like mac and cheese? 
there's lots of different mac and cheese options out there. Some of them have vegetables in there and cauliflower and, you know, or maybe a little bit more nourishing than just the Annie's mac and cheese. Not that there's anything wrong with that. We have some in our pantry too. Um, so those are, you know, that could be a suggestion. Or if you have a recipe, a stack of recipes that you've printed out over the years, you could give those to them. Look through magazines, you know. And even, like to, even to take it a step simpler than that, and those are great suggestions, you could just say, I know you love Annie's mac and cheese. I know that's going to be on your list, but also list two vegetables that you really like. And then maybe they just say broccoli and carrots or whatever it is. And then it's it's you that then gets to decide how you're going to prepare the carrots or whatever. Because they may not want to take the time to like go through all those resources. I don't know how old your kids are. 15, 13, and 10. Okay, so maybe the 15 and the 13-year-old would, but I don't know. Yeah, I like that. No, that's great. I'm excited. Yeah, well, good. I mean, so- This will alleviate a lot of stress in our family. <laughs> in between well, my we, spouse we, we and love I, it. who's going to do the cooking? <laughs> who's in charge tonight? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> okay, so, well, Wendy, we are going to follow up with you in 24 hours, just to let you know, to see if you took that action step that we that you, you came up with on your own, right? Yeah, to block perfect. your calendar and figure out. Um, so did, did we say what day you thought was going to work for you? On Mondays, I think. Monday. I'm going to do Mondays okay. because it's the start of the week. I, lo- I love Mondays. They're my favorite day of the week. We and do. I think too. <laughs> I think that's a great, it's a great time to just get prepared. So I'm going to do Mondays. That sounds great. And we can't wait to hear how it goes. Yeah. Thank you. Posted. Well, thank you so much for coming on. Thank, thank you. you so much. Thank you. Have, have a great day. We would love for you guys, our listeners out there, to sign up for an upcoming health transformation audit, just like Wendy today, where we can help guide you on your journey to discover your art of living well. Simply click the link in our show notes or email us, and we look forward to meeting you soon. Thank you so much for listening to the Art of Living Well podcast. We are so grateful that you joined us today. If you enjoyed this episode, please share it with a friend or anyone else you think may benefit from this information. We'd love for you to subscribe to our podcast, leave us a review, and tag the Art of Living Well podcast on social media. If you want more inspiration in between episodes, you can find us on social media at the Art of Living underscore well on Instagram and Facebook, where we will share snippets from our daily lives and our journey to living well.